0: is going on and welcome to another episode of the sports beat with richard holdridge happy to be here on a monday happy new year to everybody i hope that everybody had a great new year's as i was home watching bowl games watched the college football playoff new year's eve did a podcast with several friends right at the last minute they were available so i said hey let's do a podcast and so i did a podcast over the weekend with ben and travis host of Helping Healing Humor. It was a success. It was the third most downloaded podcast so far to this day. So we have a great show for you. I'll preview the national championship between Georgia and Alabama. Going to talk about the NFL Week 17 and all the matchups. The Falcons are officially eliminated from the playoffs. We'll get into the playoff scenarios and preview Week 18 as hopefully the flex schedule will come out sometime today. But we have some key matchups. And the Columbus River Dragons put on a scoring barrage 10 to nothing over the Port Huron Prowlers over the weekend. And right now, they are currently 10-5-3. They are on fire. With four straight victories. All right, so the college football national championship is set. Georgia and Alabama. Georgia got a very impressive win over Michigan. 34-11. to And it wasn't even close. They were the better team. Stetson Bennett looked as good as he was all year. And Georgia is a slight favorite going into this national championship game. Against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Who defeated the Cincinnati Bearcats 27-6. It was the Brian Robinson show as he ran all over the Cincinnati Bearcats. He had 26 carries for 204 yards, and Cincinnati couldn't even move the ball against Alabama. So now with the national championship is set. As hard as it is for a team to beat another team twice in the same season, Alabama should have the advantage going into this game because they are healthy with Brian Robinson, and they have Bryce Young. Clearly, when you have the better quarterback, you have the advantage. And they also have the coaching advantage, Nick Saban, over Kirby Smart. But now is the time. If you are Georgia and you haven't won a national championship since 1980, this is the game to do it. And Kirby Smart has got to exercise demons 0-4 against Nick Saban. And I talked about that SEC championship game when Alabama beat Georgia 41-24. to I felt like Georgia's defense didn't even show up. They didn't put pressure on Bryce Young. Bryce Young was not sacked once. He really wasn't even pressured. That Alabama offensive line stood its ground and played its best game all year. So I'm looking forward to this matchup. I can't wait. It's seven days away. I have all week to preview this national championship game. All right, on New Year's Day we did have some bowl games. I glanced at them. It was nice to see the SEC back on track. Arkansas, their best season for the first time since 2011, beating Penn State 24 to 10 in the Outback Bowl. Yet Oklahoma State beating Notre Dame 37 to 35 in the largest comeback in Fiesta Bowl history as the Cowboys were down 28 to 7 and they were able to beat the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Remember, they were just a yard away from winning the Big 12. You had Kentucky beating Iowa 20-17, to and Baylor beating Ole Miss 21-7 to in the Sugar Bowl. However, Matt Corral leaves with a gruesome ankle injury. Hopefully he's okay. He is projected to be one of the top quarterbacks to enter the 2022 NFL Draft. And now the game of the day. Utah and Ohio State. What can I say about this game? I was watching it, and it was exciting from start to finish. Utah did have a 35-21 lead. Cameron Rising leaves the game, but it was back and forth, and I can't explain how incredible. With Chris Olave out, because he opted out, the performance by Jackson Smith-Nigba was unbelievable. 15 receptions, 347 yards, and 3 touchdowns. That's like video game numbers. That's like, I have a favorite wide receiver in NCAA football 14, and I'm just throwing it to him on a wheel route because that is a surefire play. C.J. Stroud, this is incredible. He's going to be the favorite to win the Heisman next year. 37 for 46, 573 yards, six touchdowns, and a pick. And Ohio State, say what you want about them, they look like one of the favorites to go back to the college football playoff. They're not going to let up, and they have a great team. So the Atlanta Falcons did have a slight chance to make the playoffs. They had to beat the Buffalo Bills yesterday, and they needed help from other teams. They had a 15-14 lead going into the half. Josh Allen did not look all that great throwing three interceptions, and the Falcons' defense actually did pretty good. Sacking Josh Allen once and getting three interceptions. And really keeping Josh Allen in the passing game to only 120 yards. However, Devin Singletary rushed for 110 yards and Josh Allen rushed for 81. So normally, Buffalo, who's a passing team, relied on the run and rushed for 233 yards. Stephon Diggs was actually held to five receptions for 52 yards. He was targeted nine times, but that's just the performance of A.J. Terrell. And the Falcons have some good pieces. But what Matt Ryan did was just uncanny. Down 29 to 15. Looks like he's running into the end zone for a touchdown. Replay showed that his knee was down at the one, but the play got reversed because of taunting. I mean, that's just unlike Matt Ryan. And they end up having a 3rd and 16 and they go for it on 4th down and Buffalo takes over. If he would have scored there, it's a one-possession game, and you, you force Buffalo to burn all their timeouts, and the Falcons have a shot one more time to tie the game. The Atlanta Falcons are now 7-9, and nine and they take on the New Orleans Saints next week. And as a San Francisco 49ers fan, I am rooting hard for the Falcons to beat the Saints next week. Look, I don't care about the draft pick. Their season is over, they're out of the playoffs. But it wouldn't be more sweeter For the Falcons to knock their division rival out of the playoffs. And that's what I'm hoping for. So the San Francisco 49ers, they did not clinch a playoff berth because the New Orleans Saints used their defense to beat the Carolina Panthers. So the playoff scenario is next week. If the 49ers beat the Rams, the 49ers are in. If the 49ers lose to the Rams and the Saints win, the Saints will be ahead of the 49ers and they will make the playoffs. Because they have a better conference record, regardless if the Eagles beat the Cowboys or lose to the Cowboys. The Eagles are already in the playoffs after the Vikings losing to the Packers. So it doesn't really matter if the Eagles lose to the Cowboys, if the 49ers lose. If the Saints lose, the 49ers will get in the playoffs regardless. But the 49ers took on the Houston Texans, and it wasn't pretty. Texans took the 7-0 lead. It really was a very close game into the fourth quarter but the 49ers pulled away Trey Lance went 16 for 23 249 yards and two touchdowns and an interception he had a quarterback rating of a 116 but that doesn't tell the whole story he missed some throws you know he doesn't have the self awareness that Jimmy Garoppolo has he's still a rookie i saw some good signs you know he had 10 yards per pass he's got weapons all around him And welcome back, Elijah Mitchell. 21 carries, 119 yards. George Kittle was only targeted twice. Brandon Ayuk, four receptions, 94 yards. And the defense stepping up for the San Francisco 49ers, this might not be enough. The Niners may not make the playoffs because right now the Los Angeles Rams are trying to get that number two seed. They currently hold the number two seed. And if they beat the 49ers, they will get the number two seed. So the NFC playoffs is so. The Green Bay Packers currently have the number 1 seed after beating the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night football. You have the Los Angeles Rams who came from behind to beat the Baltimore Ravens 20 to 19. The Ravens had a chance to ice this game and they failed to do so. They were up 16 to 14 and they could have scored a touchdown to put it away. The Rams sack Tyler Hunley. Justin Tucker hits a field goal to go up 19 14. And then Matt Stafford, he's had many comebacks in his career. The big play was on a fourth and four pass to Odell Beckham Jr. that got them the first down. And then the game winning touchdown to Odell Beckham Jr. And so the Rams are 12 and four. They currently hold the number two seed. And it's now or never for the Rams. They are all in for this season. They've got the pieces in place, but do they have the quarterback in place? Matt Stafford threw three interceptions in this game, and the 49ers better play the game of their life. Hopefully, Jimmy Garoppolo will be ready to play next week. I'm counting on the 49ers to beat the Rams and try to get that sixth seed. So, if you look at the playoffs right now in the NFC, with the Packers the number one seed, the Rams the number two seed, Tampa Bay is the number three seed, as Tom Brady I mean, this is unbelievable. Down 24-10, to 10, drama unfolds as Antonio Brown exits the field. He takes his shirt off, takes his uniform off, and he just quits. I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. A player just getting up and walking out. Well, he's been released from the team. Tom Brady goes for it on fourth down. They cut it to 24-17. to 17. New York holds them to a field goal and they decide to go for it on fourth down with a quarterback sneak by Zach Wilson. They don't get it, and Tom Brady has to march 93 yards. He did it in nine plays with two minutes, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to beat the Jets. Tom Brady has owned the Jets. I can't imagine what Jets fans were feeling seeing Tom Brady do that to him once again. And right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers look like they're going to get the number 3 seed if the Rams win next week. And that leaves the Cowboys. They were the number 2 seed before the start of the week. But they lost to the Arizona Cardinals. They were down 22-7 to at one time. But the comeback was not enough. And the Cowboys are 11-5. and They are the 4th seed right now. So regardless if they beat the Eagles next week or not. They have to rely on Tampa Bay to lose. The Rams to lose. And I don't know if that's going to happen. So... Maybe the Cowboys rest their starters against Philly, because Philly looks like if they win, they'll lock the number 6 seed, although they're already in the playoffs. So the Arizona Cardinals are already locked into the playoffs. They are the 5th seed, but if they beat Seattle next week and the Rams lose to the 49ers, there's a lot riding on this Rams-49ers game, because the division is on the line. The Cardinals would win the NFC West if the Rams lose to the 49ers. So there's a lot on the line more than likely the Cardinals would get the number 5 seed and they'd have to play Dallas in the first round of the playoffs. A lot of craziness going on and I haven't even got to the AFC. So the situation with the Philadelphia Eagles, they beat the Washington football team coming from behind. They win the game 20 to 16. The Washington football team was up 16 to 7. The Eagles scored 13 unanswered points. They're now 9 and 7. They get into the playoffs after the Vikings lose to Green Bay. Washington is eliminated, and they host the Dallas Cowboys next week in Philly. Some of the other scores that didn't really have playoff implications, you had the Bears beating the New York Giants 29-3. Matt Nagy is going to be out as head coach. Of course, we will have our Black Monday show next week, yeah, the Seattle Seahawks beating the Detroit Lions 51 to 29 in what might be Russell Wilson's final home game in Seattle. It looks like the Pete Carroll Russell Wilson era is going to be over in Seattle. Is Russell Wilson going to get traded or is Pete Carroll going to retire or get fired or resign? Who knows. Now moving into the AFC, the game of the day was the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, and I watched this game. This was the CBS game at 1, and the Chiefs take a 14-0 lead. They take a 21-7 lead. It looked like the Kansas City Chiefs were just going to run away with this game. In the second half, they went up 28-14, and then at halftime, 28-17. Cincinnati comes back. They get the ball to start the third quarter. They come back to score two quick touchdowns, and Jamar Chase was the MVP of this game. 11 receptions for 266 yards and 3 touchdowns. Joe Burrow out Patrick Mahomes. And so what this means is the Cincinnati Bengals win the AFC North. And right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are the number 2 seed. Cincinnati had very good strategy. They went it on 4th down because they did not want to give Patrick Mahomes any time left on the clock. There was a pass interference call and Cincinnati took a knee and kicked the game-winning field goal. So right now the Kansas City Chiefs would be the number 2 seed because the Tennessee Titans beat the Miami Dolphins 34 to 3. If the Titans beat the Houston Texans next week, the Tennessee Titans will get the number 1 seed regardless of what happens to Kansas City. So looking at the standings in the AFC, you got the Titans who are the number 1 seed. They would get the first round bye. You have the Kansas City Chiefs who are the number 2 seed. Cincinnati as of right now is the number three seed, regardless of what happens. I know they want to get that number three seed. The number one seed is still in play for the Cincinnati Bengals, which is crazy. And I think Zach Taylor is coach of the year for the Cincinnati Bengals, and they will take on the Cleveland Browns next week, who's officially been eliminated from the playoffs. A lot of teams got eliminated from the playoffs after Cincinnati beating Kansas City and the Chargers beating the Denver Broncos. You had the Cleveland Browns eliminated, Denver got eliminated, Miami got eliminated. Baltimore is still alive for the playoffs at 8-8, but a lot of scenarios would have to happen. Because Indy is at 9-7, they currently have the number 6 seed. The Chargers and the Raiders, both at 9-7. It looks like it's going to be a winner-take-all game next week. The winner makes the playoffs. But you got Tennessee 1, Kansas City 2, Cincinnati 3, Buffalo is the 4th seed, and New England is the 5th seed. Buffalo plays the Jets next week. You remember a couple of years ago, the Jets knocked them out of the playoffs. And the New England Patriots play the Dolphins in Miami. So if Buffalo wins and New England wins, Buffalo will win the division. And the New England Patriots will have to play on the road. I still feel the Indianapolis Colts going into Jacksonville they win, they will get the number six seed, but they can possibly play for the fifth seed if New England happens to lose to Miami because Indy would own the tiebreaker against the Patriots. So it is an outside chance the Pittsburgh Steelers do play on Monday night against Cleveland. Let's say Pittsburgh wins that game. It would finish the season at nine, seven and one. They would have to hope for Indianapolis to lose. And I just don't see that happening. I don't see the I don't see the Colts losing to the Jaguars. The Ravens are still alive for the playoffs, but they'd have to hope that the Indianapolis Colts lose to the Jaguars. The playoff scenario is just crazy in the National Football League, and oh, it's it's exhausting thinking about it. And with that being said, I, I am going back to three days this week because I have a very busy schedule. I'm doing the Coaches Show tonight at El Carrizo Restaurant in Columbus. I'm calling a basketball game on Thursday. I'm calling the Columbus Rapids on Friday. So a very busy schedule. I'm going to cut down to doing a show on Wednesday, and I'm going to do a show on Friday. I'm still open and available to try to get guests on my show. As I would like to do that, I know that Columbus State is taking on Flagler on Wednesday, and hopefully I can get some guests on as well. So the Columbus River Dragons do it again. They defeat the Port Huron Prowlers. That's their third straight win over Port Huron. And they are currently 10-5-3. 10-0 was the score at the Civic Center. As fans got their money's worth. I love seeing this Columbus River Dragons team. They have a lot of stars in play. The three stars of the game were Josh Pietro Antonio, Dalton Anderson, and Justin Schmidt. A great job by the Columbus River Dragons. And their next game is going to be this Friday as they will take on the Delaware Thunder. And that is going to be in Delaware. The next home game will not be until Friday, January the 22nd, as they will host the Carolina Thunderbirds. So they're going to be on the road for a while. And just a reminder that the next home game for the Columbus Rapids will be this Friday as they will take on the Memphis Americans. It's early in the National Indoor Soccer League, but right now Columbus is 0-2 on the season and Memphis is 2-0. National Basketball Association... As you had some big games over the weekend, the Golden State Warriors beating the Utah Jazz, and the Warriors are currently in first place by a half a game over the Phoenix Suns after the Phoenix Suns beat the Charlotte Hornets on the road. I look at this Golden State Warriors team. First of all, Andrew Wiggins should be an all-star. Steph Curry is clearly the MVP. He might even win MVP of the league, but how scary is this team without Klay Thompson. But it got me to thinking, if Klay Thompson comes back, that mess up the chemistry? I'm not sure. I think that having Klay Thompson on the team is going to be another weapon for the Warriors, who right now look like the favorites to win the NBA title. I don't trust the Nets' defense. And right now, the Nets are a game back of the Chicago Bulls, because DeMar DeRozan pulled off what no other player has done, hit two game-winning shots on back-to-back nights. DeMar DeRozan has been fitting in very well with Chicago. What a great pickup for the Chicago Bulls. Right now, the Chicago Bulls have the best record in the Eastern Conference. And right behind them, the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champs, and Miami. Remember, Miami with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry. A lot of injuries, but they're still... A great team, but the biggest surprise of the, the Eastern Conference has been the Cleveland Cavaliers, with Colin Sexton out with that injury. Evan Mobley is a candidate for Rookie of the Year, but Darius Garland's been doing good, and Kevin Love, the veteran presence of Kevin Love, has shown up. Tonight, the Atlanta Hawks will travel to Portland to take on the Portland Trailblazers. Hopefully, they get everybody back. The Hawks are currently 16-19 and 19 on the season. They are trying to weather the storm, having all those players out because of... COVID protocol. I really would like to see more from Cam Reddish. I think Cam Reddish has the potential to be an all-star in this league, but he's listed as day-to-day. Hopefully they get John Collins back and they need to take advantage of beating up on a bad Portland Trailblazers team. They're 13 and 22. They don't look very good this year. Hawks will have a big road trip. Some pretty nice games tonight in the NBA. You have the Heat taking on the Warriors. In San Francisco, that's going to be on NBA TV. And then you also have the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Brooklyn Nets. So those are some NBA games I would love to see. And, of course, on Tuesday, the Sacramento Kings taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. And right now, I'm doing Kings Watch. The Sacramento Kings look like they could snap that longest drought for making the postseason as they are currently 16-22 and and they're currently in that 10th seed They have not made the playoffs since 2006. I'm keeping an eye on them. Oh, it's it's great that this is a new year. And one thing is we do have college basketball. I'll talk about high school basketball as well on this show. But we're getting into conference play. And Baylor is still ranked the number one team in the country. But looking at half of the games in college basketball have been postponed or canceled including Arizona and USC. You had a game between two top 10 teams. Louisville beat Georgia Tech 67-64. to It was nice to see Georgia Tech back on the court. And Baylor is still the number one team in the country after beating Iowa State 77-72, to giving the Cyclones their first loss of the season. And it begs the question, can Baylor repeat as champions? Right now, they are the number one team in the country. If they're able to do that, they would be the first repeat champs since two thousand six, two thousand seven Florida Gators. Impressive. I am a big fan of non-bluebloods in college basketball winning the NBA cha- winning the college basketball championship. Shall we? We shall. We, we shall see. College basketball tonight, we have a big game, Wisconsin and Purdue. That's on the Big Ten Network. So when once we get into college basketball, conference games, we'll get closer to Bubble Watch and Bracketology and March Madness. We can start filling out brackets. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so before I close my show, like I said, I'm going back to three days a week and hopefully that will allow me to get more content going. I will preview the national championship, and then we will go from there. So hope everybody has a great day, and I want to thank everybody that listened to my podcast, and don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel, and I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. I will talk to you Wednesday. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry.